Well, it is a uh, great day for us uh, as we uh, celebrate uh, Easter Sunday. And uh, the uh, uh, early Christians uh, would uh, celebrate the good news about Easter um, all the time when they would meet each other. One of the ways they would do that is that when another Christ follower would meet another Christ follower, they would uh, say what we just did uh, at the beginning this morning. They would, one would say, He is risen, and the other would respond, He is risen indeed, right? That's, that's what they did, right? Uh, well, we're going to do a little twist on that this morning because I get to do uh, what I do uh, every Easter Sunday, and that is tell my Easter Sunday joke. I get to do this uh, because this is my favorite joke, uh, and I love it because it becomes a tradition because all of you know the answer to this joke, right? Uh, and uh, so when you hear the punchline, when we get there, uh, jump in, shout it out. That is the goal. It's just that we'll fill the whole room uh, with, with the punchline, okay? So here's my annual Easter, Easter joke. Uh, Sunday school teacher is uh, teaching her Sunday school class, and, uh, you know, she's telling them about Jesus and the resurrection. I mean, she is just really nailing the lesson. She's got the flannel graph going and the tombstone rolling away, and she's just so into the message. She can tell the kids are really taking it in. I mean, it is going absolutely fantastic. And she just gets so enthralled with the whole thing that she kind of loses track of time, and she just gets into it. She gets through uh, teaching the kids, and boy, it's fantastic. Uh, But she looks at the clock and realizes that she's got, you know, two or three minutes left before she can excuse the the little gooners, right? Right. So she's like, what am I going to do? I can't let him go yet. So she comes up with this bright idea. And she says to the kids, she says, uh, tell me, kids, we just learned about Jesus' resurrection and the stone rolled away and he walked out of the tomb. You know, kids, what do you think Jesus' first words were when he walked out of the tomb? And little Susie's in the back. And uh, she's, okay, Susie, what do you think Jesus said? Tell me, what were Jesus' first words when he walked out of the tomb? And Susie said, ta-da! Like it? I love it. I'm telling you. Yeah, thank you. One person in the room, thank you. <laughs> no, I love it. All right, so here's the twist. We got kids in the room this morning, right? We got kids in the room this morning. So kids, listen up. You have a role to play this morning in the message. Here's what we're going to do. Every time I say the phrase, he is risen, you get to say, ta-da. Okay? You with me on that? Parents, help them out. Coach them along a little bit. But every time I say, he is risen, you say, Thank you. Okay, good. All right. And uh, that's what, we, <laughs> that's what we're going to uh, celebrate this morning is this great news uh, that Jesus is alive. And we're going we're gonna to celebrate that through the eyes of uh, Mary uh, Magdalene. And you heard the gospel read from the gospel uh, of John. It says, uh, early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark... Uh, Mary Magdalene uh, gets up. We just learned something about Mary Magdalene in that in that verse, right? How many in the room are morning people? Do we have morning people in the room? All right. How many are night people? Yeah, okay. It's about even split. That's fascinating. Now, I don't know if Mary was a morning person or a night person, but here's what we learned about her. She was a devoted person, right? She was a devoted person. 
that the text is, is intentional as it describes this first Easter Sunday, right? It says early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, that the text wants you to understand that Mary is absolutely devoted. She, she is getting up. It's still dark. She is urgent to get to that tomb, to finish the experience to do everything that was supposed to be done for the burial of Jesus. She is absolutely devoted. Now, why would she be so devoted? Well, we, we only know a few things about Mary uh, of Magdala, right? One, she was from Magdala, and Magdala is, uh, was a city on the, uh, the Sea of Galilee, just a little ways down from Capernaum, been there, great little place to go. Um, and it was also a prosperous uh, town. They had textiles and dyeing of fabric, and it was a prosperous, a prosperous town. We know she comes from that town. About the only other thing that we know about Mary is what the Scripture tells us in a couple different places. This is from the Gospel of Mark. It says, After Jesus rose from the dead early on Sunday morning, the first person who saw him was Mary Magdalene, the woman from whom he had cast out seven demons. What did you just learn about Mary? Something incredible happened in her life when Jesus entered in and she was changed. It also shows up in Luke 8. Uh, soon afterwards, Jesus is doing his thing, and uh, he took his 12 disciples, and there were some women who had been there because they had been cured of evil spirits, they'd been cured of diseases, and it's intentional about lifting up Mary of Magdala, right? Among them were, was Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out how many? Seven demons. Now, all of this happened while Jesus was doing his ministry. All this is before the good news, he has risen. Right? So this is while he's doing his ministry, right? And he, he comes into Mary of Magdala's life. And, and he casts out seven demons. Now, it's important, seven demons. Seven in the Bible is a number of completeness. Right? What, what the Bible's trying to tell you here is that, that Mary is absolutely consumed. She, she is absolutely tormented. She, she is completely overwhelmed by the power of darkness in her life. Her life is being destroyed because. The evil one, the power of demons, has absolute, complete power in her life. She is tormented, and she is overwhelmed. And Jesus enters into her life, and he changes it. He exerts his power, and he changes her life from torment to devoted follower. She is absolutely devoted because Jesus is the only one that could free her from the torment. And in her devotion, she follows him and she sacrifices for him. This is what else we learn about her, that she and other women followed Jesus. And many of those who were there, those women, they contributed from their own resources to support Jesus and his disciples. She was a radically generous giver. 
No, we're not going to talk about money this morning, new people. Don't worry. But it is a sign of her devotion, isn't it? So it shouldn't surprise us that on that Easter Sunday, she is absolutely devoted. She has been devoted all along. She's one of them that followed Jesus to the cross. When all the men, sorry guys, when all the men deserted him and the disciples ran away and hid, Mary and some of the women, they follow him all the way to the cross. She is there, devoted to him, when he's breathing her last, his last. And she continues in her devotion. And so she shows up the tomb. The stone has been rolled away. She's confused. And once again, she gets overwhelmed with confusion and the torment of what has happened. Once again, the old evil of darkness invades into her life and she becomes overwhelmed and tormented by just asking the question, where have they put him? Where has he gone? Somebody has stolen his body. She runs and gets the disciples, and Peter and John come, and they look, and they go back. But Mary sticks around. She sticks around in her tears, and she sticks around in her torment, wondering what has happened and what could be next. And the text tells us while she's standing there, crying, weeping, she she stoops down, and she looks into the tomb, and she sees two angels. Now, I want to pause and and have you think about this for a minute. One, what would be your reaction if you would see two angels? Do you you see how she's again overwhelmed? She can't even see that they're angels. She's captured again by that darkness. She can't even see that they're angels. And, And think about the perspective of the angels. This is what amazes me on Easter Sunday. You got two angels in the tomb, and and they know what has happened, and they're messengers. And and the greatest message they're going to bring is, He is risen. Thank you. Yes, the greatest message. And, And what do they do? What is it that they do? They know the answer to her torment. And what do the angels do first? They don't just leap in. They don't just jump out. They don't just say, hey, I'm an angel. I got great news for you. He is risen. No. What do they ask? Why, woman? Why are you crying? Isn't that amazing? They have the greatest news of history. The greatest news we could ever hear. And they ask the question, why are you crying? And Jesus, Jesus himself comes to her. And, and when, when he has the greatest news ever, that he could just, just, just drop, drop the line on her, he asks the same question. Woman, why are you crying? Before the announcement of the good news... There is the acknowledgement and the question of the torment. So let me ask you, why are you crying? What has captured your life? What torment do you bring into the room with you this morning? What tears, disappointments, heartaches, 
lay upon your shoulders? What keeps you from seeing the fullness of what God can do in your life? For Mary, she says, because. (laughs) Because they've taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they have put him. She is so consumed that she can't even see angels, and she can't even recognize Jesus. And that's what happens. When we let all the stuff of this world, when we let all the darkness that's out there, when we let all those influences overwhelm our lives and bring us to tears and layer upon our shoulders and give us the burdens, we miss the opportunity of seeing everything that Jesus can do in our lives. And Jesus asks her, well, Who are you looking for? Or we could say, what are you looking for? So what are you looking for? What is it you're looking for in life? What what is it you're seeking to achieve in life? What is it that's most important that takes up your time and your energy and your focus that it sometimes blinds you to being able to recognize Jesus at work in your life. Here's Jesus right in front of her. And she says, even to him, they've taken his body and I don't know the way laid him thinking he's a gardener. What is it you're looking for what is it you're crying about because today I have good news for you I have great good news for you the good news is Jesus already knows he already knows he already understands on Good Friday He took care of all of those torments in your life. On Good Friday, He took care of all of those burdens in your life. On Good Friday, He took care of all of those disappointments in your life. On Good Friday, He took care of all that brokenness in your life. On Good Friday, He took care of all that sin in your life. On Friday, He nailed all of the burden and the torment and the anguish. He nailed that under the cross. And today, He walks out of the tomb and He says... Mary, he knows your name, and he knows your torments, and he invites you to know him. Not as just anybody, but as the resurrected Christ. Because the good news is, he is risen. Yeah. You see, that's the ta-da. That's the moment. That's the incredible news of today. You don't have to walk out of this place the way you were. The stone's been rolled away. The burden has been nailed to the cross. The torment has been cast out. 
And we walk out of here new people, resurrected people, right along with Jesus Christ because he knows our name. He knows our torment. He knows everything about us, and he is the answer to cast it out. He is the one that brings about changed life. You look at Ephesians. Paul says, but now we have been united with Christ Jesus. Once we were far away from God, we were under that torment and under that burden. But now, now we've been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. In Romans, Paul says, he brings to us newness of life. Easter is about new life. It's about Mary and it's about us being able to receive and understand that when we just surrender our life to this Christ, our life can be new and different and all the torment is gone. Our life can be new and different and our tears can be dried away. Our life can be new and different and our focus shifts away from what we want to everything He is ready to accomplish for us and through us. Paul says, My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Why? Because He is risen. Ta-da! Right? Because He is risen. Thanks, you're still with me. By his divine power, God has given us everything. I love that word. Did you see that? He has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of the marvelous glory and his incredible excellence. Here's a question for you. Do you know him? Do you know the resurrected Jesus? The love that he has for you. The power he's ready to unleash in your life. And the forgiveness that he's already accomplished for you. You see, he knows you. And he knows your name. And he has a purpose, an intention for your life that far exceeds anything you could have for yourself. And so Mary Magdalene was a changed person. All the torment cast aside, all the tears dried, and it was replaced with the joy of the reality of a resurrected Christ. Jesus says, don't cling to me. I haven't yet ascended to the Father, but do something. What? Go find my brothers and tell them. Mary, now, when she sees, knows, and understands the resurrected Jesus, her life changes once again and has a new intention. It has a new purpose. And that purpose is the highest and greatest purpose we could have, to go and tell somebody else about Jesus, to go and tell somebody else he is risen. Ta-da! To have a ta-da moment with somebody else. Because all around you, every day, there is Mary Magdalene. 
all around you every day. There is somebody who is in tears. There is somebody who is in torment. There is somebody who is captured by the darkness. There is somebody who is seeking the wrong thing in life. There is somebody who is in the wrong path in the wrong direction. There is somebody who is in the pit. There is somebody who seeks more and doesn't understand it's all in a name. And his name is Jesus. And he knows your name. And he knows their name. And he is the one that takes away the burden and casts it all out. Because he is not just anyone. He is the resurrected one. And so today, I want to do one simple thing, the thing Paul wanted to do for the Corinthians. I want you to hear and know what is most important. This is what he says, I passed on to you what is most important and what also had been passed on to me. Christ Jesus died for our sins, just as the Scripture said. He was buried, and he did what? He raised from the dead on the third day, just as the Scripture said. That's what we celebrate. Our lives are new. Our lives are different because Jesus is alive. He is risen. Ta-da! Ta-da! And nothing will be the same. And whatever burden you have, you can leave it behind today because He knows your name. And you can know the fullness of Him in your life. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this morning uh, as broken people. We have our own reasons for tears and our own torments. But today is a new day. It's a different day. It's a resurrection day. It is that Tada day when our lives change. The stone is rolled. And you know our name. So we ask in this moment, do what only you can do. Cast out those demons. Cast aside our tears. Forgive our sins. Take from our shoulders the burdens and the weights of our faults and our failures. And in this moment, help us to hear you utter our name so that we can receive you today as the resurrected one, the one who is our master and our teacher, the one that we will follow for the rest of our days. Empower us to live such incredible lives that we can tell others that they would know you the resurrected one. We pray it in the incredible, powerful name of the resurrected Jesus the Christ. Amen.